Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I've enjoyed studying with you in Romans chapter number 9 for the last several studies, and we'll be there again today looking at verse number 18 and down through verse number 20 or so today, and I'll give you a thought that I pray will be a help to you as you live the Christian life. There's nothing better than being a Christian. There's nothing better than knowing that you're saved. There's nothing like knowing your sins are forgiven, your name's written down in the book of life, and that you're set for heaven. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Calvary. Thank God for the resurrection. And thank God for our Bible. I hope you're having a great day today serving the Lord. And I often challenge you, do these three things every day. And if you shall, and if you will, it'll keep you close to the Lord. Number one, do this, pray. Now I mean pray. I don't mean just utter words into the atmosphere, but I mean you talk to God. You get a hold of the Lord. You focus in on prayer and pray. You get a hold of the horns of the altar. Enter into that throne room of grace and pray. Have you prayed today? Have you prayed for a prodigal? Have you prayed for a sinner? Have you prayed for revival? Have you prayed for your health? Have you prayed for your family? Have you prayed for your church? There's much to pray about. We ought to pray. Number two, read your Bible every day. Every day study. Waller in the Word, B.R. Lincoln would say, but study. I mean, not just read it to get through it, but read it and let it get through you. Read till it changes you. Read till your heart's stirred. Read until you hear the voice of God speaking through His Word. Every time you crack open your Bible, God wants to speak to your heart, so read the Bible, study it. Number three, witness every day, soul win. Every single day, pray. Every single day, study. Every single day, soul win. I promise you, you do those three things, it'll keep you close to Christ. It'll help you grow uh, as you walk with Him every single day. Now, maybe you're just tuning in and you've missed some of these Bible studies. We've been studying in the book of Romans for many weeks now. And you say, I'd like to catch some of those previous ones. Well, good news, you can. Wherever you find your other podcast, you'll find us as well. Go to Spotify or Apple or any place you can find a podcast and type in Striving for Revival. Hit subscribe, and then once you do, you'll have access to every study that we've done. We've gone through most of the New Testament already. And that way you can get there, study with us as we go through these different Bible books. I know sometimes as our broadcast airs on your local station or on KNVBC, maybe you'll miss it. Now you don't have to miss a thing. You can listen at your leisure and we're at work on the lawnmower, in the kitchen, at the gym, wherever you find yourself, you can find Striving for Revival and listen to these Bible studies. Now, the book of Romans is a foundational book for the New Testament believer. We find our church-age doctrine, the foundation of it laid in Romans. Romans explains to us righteousness, what it is, where to get it, who has it. It explains to us justification. It defines for us faith. The way of salvation is clearly made plain here in the book of Romans. Now, as we study in Romans chapter 9, Paul is dealing with God turning his attention from the Jews to the Gentiles, from the nation of Israel to this spiritual body of believers. And he makes the statement 
Not all those who are the seed of Abraham are the children of God. The physical or the fleshly seed uh, is not what God is dealing with, but rather that seed of faith, those who believe God. Abraham was justified by faith. He believed God, and it was imputed or counted unto him for righteousness. And so God today deals with all of us on the basis of faith. We are justified not by our works, but we are justified by faith. Salvation is by grace through faith plus nothing and minus nothing. Now, Paul has made the argument using the illustrations of uh, of, of Isaac and Ishmael, of Jacob and Esau. He talks about how God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. God can do what he wants. God, in verse 18, therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. That word mercy implies guilt, yes, but also a willingness to overlook it. And thank God for mercy. I'm glad, even though God knows I'm guilty, he does have a willingness to overlook my guilt on the merits and basis of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mercy is shown toward all, and all those who come to God through Christ can know mercy. But those who reject Christ risk the Holy Spirit ceasing to deal with them, and they can have a hardened heart, much as Pharaoh. God dealt with Pharaoh for a long time before he uh, you know, hardened his heart there for the last time. God, God came to Pharaoh, gave him ample opportunity to repent and get right. But Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh kicked against the pricks, if you will. Now, Paul begins to give an answer to a, a hypothetical argument that might come from his statements. Let's read it then uh, in verse 19. Thou wilt say then unto me, he's saying, Romans, here's what, here's what you're going to say. Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that, that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why? Hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? So he's saying, you're going to say, now wait a minute, that's not fair. That's just not fair. Well, who is man to look at God and say God is unfair? God has all power. God owns all things. We exist because of God's uh, pleasure. Man attempts to cast the blame on God and say, God, you did this. Why did you do it? Now, let me give you a thought here. Why hast thou made me thus? You and I better be slow to question God's providence in our life. Slow to cast a, 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 a judgment against God's dealings in our life. Does not the potter have power over the clay? Don't you think maybe God knows better than you and I about what he's doing in our life? Don't you think that maybe God has more wisdom? Don't you think that maybe God has a better vantage point? Don't you think maybe God knows how to make it work out for good better than we would think to make it work out for good? I tell you, you'll get to be a bitter, you'll get to be a broken, you'll get to be a miserable person if you live life constantly looking at God and questioning what God is doing in your life. You and I are nothing more than clay. Clay. I'm talking about clay that is moldable and pliable and shapeless until the hand of the potter grabs hold of it. Could you imagine clay looking at the potter and saying, what in the world? Why'd you do this to me? Now, that clay doesn't have a mind to think. No, they didn't have, clay didn't have any sense about it at all. But the potter has a vision. The potter has a purpose. The potter has a plan for that piece of clay. He went to that uh, rugged hillside and he dug it out. 
he reached way down into that pit that he had to dig and he grabbed that that clay. That clay is worthless. Oh, it's ugly. It's useless. There's no beauty in it, no shape, no form, no commonness at all. Just there in that pit, that mire. But the potter goes out to where the clay is and he reaches down and digs it up out of the earth. He separates it from the rest of the world, if you will. Takes it back to his house. Puts it on his wheel. That old worthless lump of clay just sitting there, ugly, of no use. But it's been separated from the mire. It's been brought out of the world into the house of the potter. That potter goes to turn in his wheel. and begins to work and mold and fasten and shape and form the clay. That clay takes on a shape. And all of a sudden, that which used to be a lump of uselessness takes on a shape of usefulness. Because the hand of the potter has worked with it. Now, can you imagine that clay looking at the potter and saying, what in the world? Why'd you do this to me? Wait, don't you remember where you were? Don't you remember what you used to be? You got to be grateful that the potter pulled you out. Same thing's true in my life and in yours. You and I ought to be very slow to get bitter at God about anything. Because if it were not for him and his grace and his mercy, we'd still be down in that mire, a worthless lump of uselessness but thank god one day a good samaritan passed by and reached down into that miry pit where the clay was he pulled us out as useless and as ugly and without form as we were and he took us back to his place if you will put us on the divine wheel of his perfect will went to turn in that wheel and put his hand upon our life began to shape and form and mold and cut and began to fasten us, began to fashion our life into something that could be used for His glory. I want to encourage my listeners today. You might not understand it, and you might not even think it's right, but you can cast your faith on the fact that He maketh no mistake, and the clay should never interrogate or question the potter. He knows what He's doing in your life. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.